Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. And I got a Clark Rages moment for you about what you should do when you're canceling service because you're not going to believe how some companies are behaving when you try to cancel. And later, by popular demand, I want to tell you some information about pet insurance, which has become a big source of questions, both on air and particularly off air, where you can talk to Team Clark and get questions answered. And so I want to address the general tone of questions I'm getting about pet insurance. Quickly, I want to mention to you, JetBlue is having a today-only sale, if you live in a JetBlue market, at very, very cheap fares, limited travel days, early February to April 10th, and the fares are some of the best we've seen in a good while, so it is a good time for you to buy, if you're looking at traveling in February, March, April, Southwest has a sale going on right now that is good for travel in February, late February through mid-May, I'm sorry, mid-February to late May, get my month squared, and it's no accident that at the end of January, we have these sales going on. It is a normal pattern most years that January is a very tough time for airlines to sell leisure travel, and that's why especially the mid-price airlines like JetBlue and Southwest do a big push with fares that put them in the low fare category when they have these kind of sales. So 14-year-old Grant lives in Arizona, figured out a week ago that Apple had a big-time security flaw opening people up to people snooping on what they were doing on iPhones, iPads, and Apple computer products. So this 14-year-old Grant goes to his mom and says, Mom, look at this. There's this terrible problem with FaceTime. And he shows his mom, and his mom, Michelle, sees that there's this problem going on, and she goes on this quest to try to inform Apple about this security breach. And Apple is with any large organization, this isn't specific to Apple, but with any large organization, there's a, it's a hard thing to get through to decision makers And it was completely fruitless. So ultimately, uh, blogs caught wind of this, tech blogs caught wind of this from, I don't know if it was from her son Grant or from things she was posting after she got frustrated with Apple. And it became a, a big news story in the last 36 hours. And Apple is scrambling now to write new code for FaceTime. And eliminate the privacy breach where people can see what you're up to, can listen in on you, all this kind of uh, uncomfortable stuff, which is ultra important because Apple has always put such a big 
premium on protecting your privacy. And so Apple now is writing new code that they should have available, um, they think, in just the next day. And it's all because of this 14-year-old. And I think that's really neat because in the data industry, there are people who are looked at as the good hackers, the people who find errors and things, vulnerabilities and things, and a lot of companies pay them rewards. And so it'll be interesting to see if Apple does, in fact, reward this 14-year-old Grant or leaves him high and dry. But anyway, Grant, I want to tell you, last name Thompson, Grant Thompson, I want to give you credit for finding this when all the brainiacs in the technology world did not find it. You found this, and you're going to be uh, so much part of the solution of protecting the privacy of so many people. If you, till Apple comes up with the proper security fix for it, you want to know what you should do, we have the steps on Clark.com, what you do to protect your privacy if you are somebody who uses FaceTime. And Apple also says that you're going to need to download their security update manually in order to protect yourself from the privacy vulnerability once they have the software ready, the patch ready. And that will also be on our information guide that we have at Clark.com. So you never know where the answer is going to come from, from a teenager, from a middle schooler. Frank is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Frank. Hey, Clark. How's it going, um, Frank? It's going real good, real good. Hey, I was uh, looking up uh, a trim and it's a software package or something that's available on the internet that's supposed to look at your bills and uh, try to lower them but in in looking and in investigating and signing up uh, i got to a point where they wanted my bank account number and my password and you know in in all the times i've listened to you uh, you know, we're never supposed to give out that type of information to a th- third party. So I was calling to find out what your thoughts are on Trim. So as far as giving them your usernames and passwords, that's how they go through the process of saving you money. But I just want you to know that um, although Trim is something that years ago I uh, talked about and recommended, right now I want to give you the warning that a lot of people are feeling burned by Trim and ending up, in some cases, with their costs going up instead of down. And you may be in some kind of deal that their system doesn't recognize, uh, books you a new plan with somebody, and before you know it, your price has gone up with no way to get back to the old price you had. So I would use them very cautiously if you do decide to use them. But in terms of providing the your username uh, and password for your bank account, right, very uh, controversial. I'm really concerned about the privacy. Right, absolutely, it's very controversial to do that. And if it feels wrong to you, don't do it. So in your case, it's uh, it, even though it's only two strikes, I'd really say three strikes on them, and they're out because 
there have been the complaints that, that we have heard and others have heard about uh, the exact results people are getting not being positive. And then you bring up the security aspect. This just doesn't make sense for you. Uh, I knew I could count on you for the right information. I appreciate it, and I agree. It's wait, wait, wait. We're not right done, because now you have an assignment. Oh, okay. Your assignment is to, uh, motivated by this, is to contact companies you do business with online or by phone or by chat and see if you, on your own, can lower your costs. Good idea. And you'll be amazed how much money you'll save just by asking. You know, companies depend on people's inertia that they just end up paying whatever they're paying and don't grab hold of specials or better deals available. So instead of waiting for Trim to do it, you do it. Donald's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Donald. Hello, Clark. I have a question regarding the new tax laws that are going to go into effect regarding the standard deduction of 24000 versus still having the ability to deduct interest on your mortgage. Yeah, the mortgage interest deduction with the new tax law has become worthless for all but a very small percent of taxpayers. That was my feeling, too, and therefore my question is, I have a small mortgage, well, I wouldn't small, 100000 would I be better off at this point in just paying that off and investing and tying up the money in the house or going on and investing the 100000 somewhere and continuing to pay the mortgage, even though there is no tax benefit? Right. So the question comes to several decision points, and I always start with this with what's your current mortgage interest rate? 4.25. All right, 4.25 starts tilting towards it making sense to pay off the mortgage. The the 100000 you have available to you right now that you could use to pay it, is it sitting in a savings account, or what's that money doing right now? It's in some stocks All right. that, I, that I could sell and make a profit on and use that money to pay off the mortgage. All right, so then that takes us to another part of a decision tree. And when you make a decision like this, it's never, uh, sometimes it'll be linear, but usually it's not. It's like, well, what about this? What about that? So <laughs> in the case of the stocks you have that you could sell, are you nervous about their value going forward? And would you sleep better at night selling some shares, paying your capital gains on them, and which is a favorable tax? and wiping away that four and a quarter percent mortgage. Yeah, I think I'd feel comfortable with that. I, I mean, you never know what the market's going to do, which is the <laughs> part of the indecision as to how to handle this situation. Well, and so what you can do in a time that we're overdue for a correction in the stock market or worse, a bear market, we came close to one uh, last month, I guess. Yes is it has a lot of investors unsettled and they want to take some chips off the table. If it would feel good for you to do that, you could sell the shares, um, pay off the mortgage. You have to wait 30 days under the wash rule, but then you could go back and start buying uh, you know, on a periodic basis what you were paying in mortgage each month. You could invest that amount of money back into the market. Okay. You just have to wait 30 days before you put money in something you've just sold. Okay. But then the other hand is you're taking 100000 
out of earning any money at all and using that to pay off the mortgage. Right. Which is so, the other side of the... Right. Uh, so are you... Tell me how you live each month. Are you working? Are you retired? What's, retired. All right. And what do you live on each month in retirement? Where do your funds come from? Uh, IRA investment. Okay. And, and Social Security. So um, the, the money you have in investments... Is it substantially more than this hundred thousand, or would you be cutting things to the bone financially for you? No, I wouldn't be cutting to the bone. I'd be, I'd be okay. All right. So if you're okay, uh, I would just wipe out the mortgage, and then periodically, you know, I like every thirty days, but if it's more comfortable for you, every ninety days, start taking the money that you're saving by not spending on the mortgage and getting back into the market more, or you just are able to reduce what you have to withdraw from your investments each month going forward because you don't have the expense of the mortgage anymore. Okay. So it, it works out either way, and the value of owning your home free and clear is so wonderful. And that's why, with your rate being where it is, it's just high enough that it can make good sense, particularly with no tax advantage anymore, to blow it out. Today's Clark Rageous moment is a key warning and heads up for you. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. Pay TV companies face a real threat from people dumping their pay TV packages, Dish Network, DirecTV, your local cable monopoly, they're all facing disconnects in large numbers for pay TV. The Wall Street Journal has an investigative article about what happens if you are a customer of AT&T's DirecTV, how they uh, will lie and cheat you, not in every case, but that you got to have your, your awareness fully there when you try to cancel DirecTV, the employees specifically are incentivized that they make more money for keeps. And keep is when they somebody calls to disconnect and they convince you to stay. And so employees will apparently lie to you, offer you things to stay that aren't real. Uh, they will tell you you're disconnected when they're not. Or if they can tell that you're not going to take no for an answer and you are going to disconnect, or did I get it backwards, take yes for an answer, that they will drop your call so you won't be able to disconnect. The problem is uh, reported by many insiders at AT AT&T that they are under this intense pressure. AT&T says, well, there may be a few people doing that, but we're not going to let anybody do that to you, and that's not really going to be a problem. Well, (laughs) what I want you to know is that when you are dumping pay TV from any source, because you're going to streaming or cutting the cord, whatever you want to call it, you want an email confirming that you have, in fact, properly canceled. If they tell you they don't do that, you want to tell them they're on a recorded line and you record them saying that you, in fact, are disconnected as of such and such date. Should you have to do all this? Why is it you can sign up online, but you have to talk to a human who will do everything they can 
to not let you quit a service because companies lack that moral and ethical compass and are trying to keep customers. So if you're going to let people sign up online, you should let them cancel online. Period. Simple. But you want proof. If they, if they offer you something good enough that you think, well, okay, we'll stay another year. You need something in writing confirming that. Because remember, if employees are under so much pressure, financially or otherwise, to avoid the disconnect, you need proof that what they're telling you is what you're really going to get. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. You want deals? Do I have deals for you at ClarkDeals.com? Okay, is it a deal or not for you to buy pet insurance? I have taken the position over the years that I don't recommend pet insurance. And people have been very uh, dissatisfied with that answer because people are doing, pet owners, particularly of dogs, more so than cats, are spending big money for medical procedures that are something that people never did, let's say, 30 years or more ago. And there's been this steady trend line where interventions done with human health and illnesses are now being done, particularly with people's dogs, and having extensive surgeries, cancer treatments. Uh, And so the cost of caring for a pet has gone up a whole, whole lot. And it's not unusual to have pet bills that are in the thousands of dollars. So my answer that the math of pet insurance generally isn't good is something that's left people unhappy, frustrated, whatever word you want to use. So I sat down with our team at Clark.com and we put together a guide for you on various strategies that if you wish to do so, buying pet insurance. One thing, though, I want to tell you with pet insurance, no matter how fancy the brochures are, you want to see with any policy you're considering what exclusions there are going to be for the age of your dog or cat or the breed particularly of your dog. Because a lot of pet insurance policies that look very impressive Once you drill down to buy them, you find out that a lot of uh, particular breeds are excluded from coverage and coverage may tail off as your pet gets older. In addition, in our new guide, we have information on an option that has proven to be popular, which is where instead of buying coverage for when a pet is ill, You buy coverage for a pet when it's well, almost like well baby visits for an infant to age three. This is that kind of coverage for your pet to deal with the basic things and the vaccines that can be quite pricey in and of themselves. So I want to tell you that I'm still not a fan 
And there's been a conversation with my wife because we have two dogs and I'll complain about the vet bills and she'll say, you're the one who says we shouldn't have pet insurance. So, yeah. But anyway, for you, if you do consider this to be something you, you should have, we now have the guide for you and how to choose one the best and how to look for the potholes that are along the road as you look to buy one. Teresa's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So do you have a, a pet? Do you have a dog or a cat? I do. I have two dogs. And what kind of dogs do you have? One is a purebred lab, 117 pounds, and the other one is... 117 a... pounds? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, the other one we just got from uh, Rescue, and she is a mix of a yellow lab and um, I guess what you call an Australian cattle dog or a blue heel or something like that. So she's absolutely adorable. So where are you on the pet insurance front in your household? I Not, not for me. No. Okay. <laughs> not right. for me. I, we pay enough for our own insurance. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. So yep. you you want to talk about not wasting money on TV, but still being able to see what you want. Is that right? That is correct. How can I serve you on that? Well, I'm wondering because we have been listening to you and uh, we don't have cable. We don't have dish. We just stream with Prime and Hulu. And um, I'm just wondering, can I watch the Super Bowl <laughs> somehow without having to have to pay for it? You can. So, oh. well, actually, to say you won't pay for it is a lie because okay. you need a uh, antenna that you can buy depending on how close you are to your local CBS station broadcast tower. You may be able to get by with like a $9 antenna or you may need a bigger one if you're further away that it might cost you as much as $30. But it's going to be broadcast as Super Bowl always is broadcast on uh, network television. But the Super Bowl also is going to be streamed for free this year on cbssports.com. So you'd be able to watch it on a laptop or if you have a, um, a Chromecast or something like that, you'd be able to project from that onto your TV. cbssports.com. Okay, great. And Or on your phone... You can download the CBS Sports app and watch it. The reason CBS does it is they want to capture people who say, hey, you know what? I'd really like this. And then they give you the Super Bowl for free and then hope you subscribe otherwise. So you don't have to subscribe to the app right now? No, the app is free to download and free on Sunday to watch the Super Bowl. Awesome. I should have asked you up front. I should have asked you up front who you were for because that would have de- that would have determined if I was willing actually to answer your question. Do you really want my answer? Sure, I want your real answer. Okay, we moved here three and a half years ago from Maine. Who do you think I'm rooting for? You're rooting for the Los Angeles Rams, right? You're Patriots. <laughs> no, no, no. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, got yes. it. Okay. Yep. Well, good luck yep. to you. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Howard. I really appreciate this. Oh, I got a Mr. Howard. No, but see, I, w- I was polite, wasn't I, about your team? I mean, I didn't, I didn't 
Yeah, I was calm. <laughs> Deb is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Deb. Hi, Mr. Howard. How are you? Great, but please call me Clark. Okay, Clark. How can I serve you? Well, um, it's coming up to tax season, and I had uh, not filed my taxes for the last three years. Okay. I work in nine. I'm a self-employed person. But uh, the first year, three years ago, I did owe, and it just, with the life, you know, your life, daily business is just busy, busy, busy. I didn't pay back. I forgot about it. Okay. And so I'm wanting to learn how to go about checking this. I want to, you know, make sure I get this taken care of, paid. How much do you think you owed at the time three years ago? uh, I believe it was in the range of maybe 1300 Okay. And then the last two years prior to this one, did you owe money or did they owe you money? Uh, the second year, which would have been last year, 2017, they owed me, but I believe I would owe, I didn't receive my my, um, my, my tax information yet for last year, but I believe that I'm going to owe. So if we had to do a total, I would say, you know, probably 20 excuse me, 2000 or 2200 I would okay. end up owing the All right. IRS. All right, I want to tell you, I, I can hear your shallow breathing talking about this. Take a yeah. deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. Because so often I'll hear from someone who hadn't filed in years, and they have a, uh, a monstrous tax liability, and that's not mm-hmm. your situation. Right. So, and the IRS is uh, very... Uh, neutral, wouldn't say friendly, but they're neutral, they're not hostile. When someone comes forward and says, hey, I just didn't file, I'm feeling bad about it, I want to clean this thing up. Mm-hmm. And they'll even allow you to propose a payment plan to pay the roughly $2,000 you are guessing that you might owe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not going to be a bad situation particularly at all. You have, um, the reason I especially wanted to know how much you owe is if you owed a lot of money, I would want you to not approach the IRS yourself and deal with a tax professional to represent you. With Mm -hmm. the amount of money that you owe, it's your option. And I can tell you, you could go to what's known as an enrolled agent, which is someone Mm -hmm. who is registered with the IRS to represent people in tax matters. And, uh, you know, having an enrolled agent navigate this for you would relieve all the stress. Okay. And because of the amount of money involved and the fact that your situation is not especially complex, I doubt it would be a really expensive thing for an enrolled agent to help you. But in your case, that's optional where somebody with a lot more owed Having that tax professional would be uh, nearly mandatory. Now, I understand. The, the alternative is you can just contact the IRS and say you didn't file and you'd like to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, they are relieved when somebody comes forward, especially now that they're a year behind because of the that's right government shutdown. And so, isn't it weird that thirty five days cost them a year? Don't understand yes. why, but no, that's the math. Either. I know. 
Okay. So, well, that's great news and but, but real, great advice. But, but, I feel a lot better. Yeah, please don't don't stress about it. Well, I'll be honest with you, Clark. I was very surprised that I hadn't heard. And, and I, you know, I don't want to go to jail about it. But, you know, yes, I am interested in, in getting my obligations taken care You're of. You're not so. going to jail over $2,000. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about that either. And with the IRS, as long as you, if you can't come up with the two grand, as long as you propose a reasonable repayment plan, they almost certainly will approve it. But with the with the backups they have right now in dealing with people, you can propose a plan and you'll probably paid off what you propose before they even get around to accepting or rejecting it. Robin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Robin. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. So, Clark, occasionally we need to call the paramedics to come to our house. We have two cell phones and a house phone. And I'm paying a house phone that we never, ever use. And nobody has the number because when we call the paramedics, we want them to know where we're calling from. And my wife is very unsure that they know Our cell phones are area code 404, and when we call, they say, oh, we have to connect you to somebody else because you're in a different section of town. All right, so that means you have uh, potentially uh, a 911 center that has obsolete technology because with cell phone triangulation, they should be able to pinpoint very closely where you are and not based on your area code, decide to transfer you. So, so are, are you basically saying we could get rid of our house phone and our cell phones would cover it? Well, you know, if you did um, one of the internet phones in your house that are... VOIP, right? Right, that are extremely inexpensive. When right. you set up your account with them, one of the things you do is you register your 911 address and so when your call goes into 911 they already know where you are even if you can't speak okay so, so there's a superior the... or there's a superiority with uh locating where you are with voip over cell phones okay so we have area code 404 on our cell phone but we live in gainesville now if we dial 911 on the cell phone, are they going to know where we're at? Yeah, so when you sign up for an internet phone service, you usually are able to select area code. But even if your area code in your community is not available, you're able to, uh, when you register, you'll put in that address. And so when you call 911, it should take you to the center that serves your area with most internet phone services and so that should not would not normally be a problem and i hope that whatever health concerns leads to the 911 calls improves ed is with us on the clark howard show and ed based on what you want to talk about i gather you were current or prior military which branch were you in I was in uh, Navy, Clark, 24 years plus. Well, thank you for your service, and I appreciate that so much because you want to talk about 
something with uh, Navy Federal or Pentagon Federal? Uh, well, uh, I am a Navy Federal member, but I was uh, using their uh, Zelle link the other day and ran into a little glitch. Yeah, Zelle has a lot of glitches. Well, and and Zelle is not, I should say, is not Navy Federal's proprietary product. It is something that the uh, banks and now credit unions are cooperating on because they're terrified of Venmo, V-N-M-O. And how do you use Zelle in your life? Well, the first uh, I became acquainted with Zelle was when my daughter sent me some funds uh, a few months back, and she did it several times, and it worked great. And I want to thank you for all your advice, Clark, because I've been listening to you, I think, close to a quarter of a century now. That's fantastic. Thank you. uh, I was uh, able to send my daughter through college on a five-year engineering program. We uh, got her through. She owed nothing at the end of college, and now she's employed as an engineer. She's following your advice. Uh, she's got employer matching with a great company. Uh, that is fantastic. I got, and I, I got to stop you there because we're close to... I only have a, a very short time here, so hit me sure. with what you want to say about Zell, so we don't miss that. Okay, so I uh, was uh, trying to transfer some funds uh, for an online purchase, and it sounded like just the great way to go. Uh, instant transfer. Uh, uh, not so, not, not so much. So, All right, yeah, not so All right much. let me tell you some stuff, Ed, really quick. Don't use Zell to buy anything from any company. If you are going to use Zelle, and I don't recommend you use Zelle because it lacks proper consumer protections, but do it only to send money like your daughter's been doing, you know, family and friends only. And I do prefer the platform of Venmo because there's more protections. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.